Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Two guys and a girl. Good morning. Hey, Mikey, good morning. I just had a big stretch. Yeah. After all that coffee, I had to stretch. I know. Got the tall lattes going. Thanks to have me back there. Glee to the double N and Smiley Mike. Glad to be here, guys. Mikey, four sugar, four cream. Oh, good morning. That's how I like mine. A little coffee with my cream and sugar. That's right. Exactly. Blonde and sweet, just like me. Yeah. So so glad to have you back. Thanks for having me back, guys. So glad to have you back. So you know, this is uh, this is 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 going to be a part two, okay? Right, because <laughs> um, we had Jan, and for those that haven't taken the time yet, please go back and, and look at Linda's story. Uh, that's with a Y, Linda with a Y, and uh, look at Linda's story and uh, listen listen to Linda's story. And when we finished that session, it, it it felt so good to us that we had uncovered so many of the elements that are so important to recovery. Um, but but we also were really sad that we ran out of time. And Linda's <laughs> like, but wait, I, I didn't get to tell everybody about right. the solution. I'm like, I didn't get the solution. I was yeah. too much in the, in the problem. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, I know Linda and... Uh, you know, and and she's been inspirational in my recovery, and and uh, she she walks with a bounce in her step, um, fire in her eyes, and uh, and uh, she's she lives a purpose, and so mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, let's spend this morning mm-hmm. session just talking about the solution. Yeah. What did you what did you find at the? Well, I found the big thing was that I didn't have to drink or drug over anything, you know, because I went through my hus- my last uh, drink was October 1st, 2012. And then uh, three months later, or right before Christmas, my husband killed himself as a result of untreated alcoholism, drug addiction and depression. And to get through all of that, um, sober is such a blessing, and it was only because of the program and and surrounding myself with other sober people Mm. that were teaching me that I don't have to drink or drug over anything. And, you know, it's funny, though, because a lot of times my relapse would be because I'm feeling good, not because I'm miserable. So so that's where I have to be really careful when I'm in a really good mood, because that's when I'm thinking about maybe I'll have a joint, maybe a little drink will feel even better, because that's what we want to do. Whatever we're feeling, we want more of, you know? Uh So, um, but I did dig myself into the program of hanging around and being in the middle of the herd, I call it, you I know, that. I yeah, had you shared that before that. That was great. Uh, yeah. and, and staying in the center, staying focused, uh, keeping a, keeping a tight grip on my higher power to mm-hmm. help me get through things. And I went through a lot of trauma, um, sober, you know, I lost my house. Um, it was put in a foreclosure and I lost a relationship with my children, but I had to step back and let those things go and work, and continue to work on my sobriety and work on me and not worry about that, you know, mm-hmm. because I wanted to grab my children. They didn't understand. They didn't know, you know, sure. and, and usually like their father killed himself. They got to blame somebody. And usually what you do is you go to the ones that you love the most, sure. and, you know? So instead of grabbing them by the shoulders, I needed to step back and just work my program and thank wow. God for my sponsor sure. to lead me in that. Um, and so I did, you know, I kept it, you know, in the program, but then to uh, be out of my house, we actually owned our house outright. It was paid off, mm. but we had put it down as collateral for a, a piece of uh, commercial property, and then the bank foreclosed on it, which means they took 
her house. And uh, to be out of your house, out of everything, and have nothing was devastating. And this happened and when you were sober? This is when I was sober, yeah. Mm. yeah. And so I was able to move in with my cousin, but I didn't want to get out of bed. You mm-hmm. know, I just, I would stay in bed all week except for one meeting a week. I was chairing one meeting on Wednesday morning, 7 a.m., 12 and 12. And that's where, that was what was keeping me in that. And they were shocked because they knew I wasn't getting out of bed, mm-hmm. you know. And they're such loving, good people. And he's actually in recovery from alcoholism. Mm. So he kind of knows what it's like. Um, but I was surprised that they allowed me to go that long, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and the thought occurred to me, I don't even need to do this Wednesday morning meeting. And that's when I knew I was in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, and that's uh, when one of, a lady came in to the meeting on a Wednesday morning and she had relapsed again. And this has been the... Um, revolving door for her for years. Mm-hmm. I've been watching her go in and out and in and out. And I thought, and, and in the meantime, my sponsor had let me go because, you know, here she, you, you know, you don't sponsor somebody that's just staying in bed all week. It goes to one meeting. Right? And if they're not going to do what you suggest, I don't blame her. She said, you know, if you're not going to do anything, what purpose do you have me? And I was like, yeah, I don't care. And that's how I was. I just didn't care. I was staying sober, but I wasn't living. Mm. And she wasn't going to co-sign that bullshit. Sorry, but, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, uh, I, that girl came in, and I thought, well, she needs a sponsor. And I thought, well, how am I going to sponsor her if I don't have a sponsor? From bed, right. So what I did was I called my old sponsor. I said, you know what? I got a girl I need to help that needs help. And would you sponsor me? That's and she awesome. said, you bet. And I said, what do you want me to do? She's like, well, go to meetings and give me a call. You know, I'm like, okay, it was easy. You, know, I did that. you were ready and you so, wanted yeah, it. Yeah, well, then I come back and found out that she moved to a, you know, a neighboring, like a town a ways away. I found out that she moved, the girl that I wanted to help. And so I had to start going to all these meetings to find her in, that, in the other town. So I was going to meetings every day to find her, and I did. I found her, and I said, did you, and did you, have, do you have a sponsor yet? She said, no. I said, well, I'll sponsor you. I didn't even ask her. I said, I will sponsor <laughs> you. And, um, and I'll tell you what, that helped me more than anything. That was, that was really part of the solution. You know, it wasn't just drink, not drinking or drugging, but living a purposeful life and helping somebody else and guiding them in the path that I took to stay sober and how it changed my life. And then helping her was, um, is, is a turning point in my sobriety by sponsoring her and sharing the solution with somebody else was pivotal for me. And uh, it changed my life. And she's still sober to this day. And, you know, yeah. I'm not going to take uh, credit for it. Um, I just led her and what I learned. But to watch somebody change, like she didn't have, she could not be alone with her children because of her alcoholism and stuff. Mm-hmm. She was banned from legally from being well, alone with yeah. her children. And now at this point now, she took them for the summer out to the East Coast to spend time with her family, just her and her kids, wow. and she could drive them around. And, and she's living her full life with her children. Just Isn't to see it? that yeah. is rewarding. More, it yeah. really is rewarding, you know? And, it, and this isn't a competition. This is building each other up and holding each other up. Right. You know, there's no competition, you know, if you're doing better than me, then that's great, you know, yeah. but, but also learning that not to compare myself with, a, you know, if I'm comparing myself with somebody else, then either I'm thinking I'm better than or not as good as. Mm-hmm. And at this point in my life, I'm realizing, and it's taken a long time because before I would look at in the mirror and say, oh my God, I hate you, bitch. And now I can look at the uh, in the mirror and God. Yeah, we actually titled your episode. <laughs> I hate you, bitch. Yeah, right, right? right? And now I, I think can, so. And now this one could be titled "I, I Love You, You Worthy Woman." Ooh, you know, because nice. I am worthy. I am. Um, I do deserve respect and, and value. I'm a valuable woman. I love you, you valuable woman. Mm-hmm. And to look in the mirror and feel that is is 
more than anything I could, better than anything I could. So it's more than just not drinking or drugging, but it's living and believing and loving yourself. Because how are you going to love someone else if you don't love yourself? Right. You know? Yeah, no, I love that. And, and, you know, when we're talking about, you know, brainstorming about what we're going to chat about here at the coffee shop, you know, we use the word solution. And, and I have come to really surrender to the words of, I mean, this is for me, the, the words of the AA big book, right? <clears throat> and I don't, I'm not one of those people that go in and try to change the words. I think that's ego driven. And I think that's where I, because I can change those words to make it fit what I want. And then it right. leads right to another drink. Right. So I, I have surrendered to the words of the big book. And there's a chapter in the big book called There Is a Solution. And I really focus on the words. It doesn't say there might be. It doesn't say there could be. It doesn't say, hey, for the chosen few, you know, the lottery winners. No, no, no. There is a solution. And I love how you're, you know, pointing out some points about about the solution and how it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super yeah, there is, there is a solution, but, you know, it also says that rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. So, you know, there is a specific um, steps that you need to take in a specific order as well to, yeah, you, you to know, find that solution. You can't go skipping around and trying to create your own program because it, it doesn't work that right, way. Right. This is a funny sidebar. I have a guy working with, you know, I said to him, I said, hey, don't be rarely. Yeah. He, he, goes, <laughs> he goes, what does that mean? I'm like, rarely have we seen a person <laughs> fail. Right. Don't be rarely. You know, my first sponsor, um, when she gave, when I had my brand new book, big book and she opened up chapter five and she scratched out rarely and put, wrote the word never. And I still have that book and that's mm. what I use and it's never, yeah. you know, and, and basically if you follow the directions, like a, you're baking a cake and you do it exactly like those directions, that cake is going to turn out beautiful. Mm. But if you, you know, detour from that and, and don't follow the directions, then you're going to, you know, who knows what you're And it all sounds very complicated, but it's really can very be simple. simple. It's just take the next right step. Simple. Just read, work with it, work with somebody else and, and find out how they did it and follow that path. It's a really simple program. I can make it complicated. Yeah, we right. We do complicate right. it, right. You know, I right. can make it super complicated. But I, I love your baking analogy. I got a daughter of 15. She's so cool. And she loves to bake now, right? Um, and, and the promise is, it says sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. And, you know, people want to do their eight to nine steps. Step, you know, after they got three weeks sobriety, and I'm like, nah, you got to, you know. <laughs> and um, and I'm like, you know, she's she's an awesome baker, but when the recipe says bake it for 35 minutes, she pulls it out in 18 and wonder why it sucks, right, you know. Right. And I'm like, man, you got to follow the, the recipe. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. It's yeah. good stuff. So service, uh, obviously, is a big part of your solution. Uh, I heard you, you know, you mentioned going to meetings, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's just that fellowship, it's that accountability. What I find so ironic is that, you know, from your vantage, you were in bed six days plus 90% of the seventh day. Yeah, yeah. And then I you get got out. out. I got out from to my eat and have a cigarette. And, and then you'd go to this meeting. And well, that was I, the exact same meeting that I went it to really that was. I needed so bad. It was, though, it, right? It, it, Mike, and, I right? was there, yeah. So you got two sides of that coin. You here didn't I even am, know that. I'm stumbling around trying to figure the sobriety uh, thing out. And and here's uh, here's somebody teaching me the right way. I'm so glad you got out of bed. <laughs> I just it, wanted I know, to say right? that out loud. Well, there was a gentleman in that meeting, and you both know who he is, and uh, wash on, wash off, wipe off, wipe right. off, that noticed <laughs> that there was something going on right. with me, and he right. Approached me and said, "I think you need some help." He was the only person right. that said it. And also, my um, the ones that I were staying with, they finally 
put the pedal down. And they said, mm-hmm. you know, you need to do this. Just know. honest accountability. Honest accountability. And they yeah. said, and thank God for that. And it right. did get me out of my right. stuff, you know. Right. And But I still, to this day, have a tendency that I sometimes I don't want to get out of bed. Right. And I have to force myself sometimes. Right. And I'm so grateful when I did. I had a, a retreat this weekend, 50 yeah. AA women, you know. Oh, and, wow. And, uh, and uh, on Friday, you know, to leave, and I was like, I don't want to. Right, right, I'm right. going through some health issues right now. I'm having some issues with my job. I want to change jobs. I want to change everything right yeah, now. Right. You know? And uh, and then I was just like, just throw some clothes in the bag and just get just there. And I'm there. so glad I went. It yeah, was such right. a blessing. So glad that I went. So sometimes it's making us, making ourselves do things that we don't want to do, getting out of that comfort zone, because it's so easy to stay in that comfort zone. But I'm finding that the more I step out of that, the stronger I get, the more I learn. Um, and uh I, I grow, I grow, and my self-awareness comes more out of stepping out of that comfort zone. I'm not growing. I'm not learning about myself. I don't have a, an awareness when I'm stuck in that. So, it, when I'm so comfortable, what do I need to learn? I don't. I'm comfortable. What do I need? You know. Yeah. So I love the word solution. I mean, it sounds kind of definitive, but it can also be a, a process, and that's more of it what it is for me. It's a process. It's a daily process. But for me, and and, and there's. I mean, I worked the, the 12 steps of AA. That's that's my solution, but it's not the only solution. No. But, you know, as, as I look through my efforts to find a solution, you know, I have read just about every book on alcoholism and self-help books and how not to drink and blah, blah. I have gone to a minimum of 10 doctors, um, big-time doctors that, you know, working through Glenn's issues. I've gone through, you know, therapists, and I still go to a therapist, or I call him a coach. So uh, there's certainly value there. I have taken so many meds. I went to rehab in 2010. I walked in with 12 different big time meds. You know, they didn't work. They were not a solution. Um, I spent 45 days at a day hospital program at Rush. Uh, you know, for high functioning people, I drank all the way through that. You know, 10 PhDs, a panel of them sitting there, drank right through that. I went through so many, you know, rehab programs. I think I went four full, full-blown ones, mini ones. Lived in sober living. Um, I did all my research, neuroplasticity, and all the neurotransmitters and all that stuff. You know, I, I really all that. And and I tried other recovery programs, right? And and I'm not I'm not bashing any of that. But all I can say definitively is that for me, the only solution I have found is when I surrendered to the steps of AA and I surrendered and I, I said to seven years ago, I said it and I still mean it today. I will do anything you tell me to do. I just can't take another drink. Mm-hmm. That was the beginning of my solution. And without a doubt, I've, I've, again, I've tried everything else almost. Um, and the only solution I have found, so I am not drinking here at seven o'clock on a Saturday morning. Uh, which I normally was, uh, is surrendering to the steps of uh, AA for me. Well, you know, and part of that, when we're talking about how it works and with the solution, and it says that, um, oh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, There are those who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, you know, and then, and when you were mentioning about, you know, being on prescription stuff, I think it's still important to address those, and it's okay to be on meds if you need to be. And not to be afraid of that. Right. And also, um, uh, the, 
<clears throat> the solution oh and the, that a um there's the easier softer way it says and how it works as well you know and as far as i'm concerned i think that aa and the 12 steps are an easier softer way there are other ways to get sober and many people have gotten sober through smart totally, recovery yep. through yep. um jo- the joyful recovery Rational there's a recovery lot of different right yep. there's a lot of different ones and a lot of people get sober there um just for me personally i the 12 steps works great because i'm able to address the issues that are underlying for the reason why I drank and did drugs, right. you know, and that, and it put it in a specific order that I could relate to it, and then I could work on these things to um, get them out of that uh, that box that when I when something would come up, it would pop up and it would scare me. You know, I'll, I'll share this with you. When I was in the midst of my uh, drinking and drugging, I was going to a psychiatrist, a therapist, and the therapist, you know, and I started talking about my past traumas and stuff, and she said, you know, what we need to do is pull up all those traumas that you have in this box and all these things in the box, and we need to get them out in the open, and we need to put them on a shelf so that if something comes out, it doesn't just jump at you and scare you. You're already aware of it, and it's on the shelf, and I didn't understand that until I came into AA and started working the steps and did that fourth and fifth step. When I pulled up all of those traumas, all those things that happened in my life, addressed them, talked about them. They're out in the open. Now they're up on the shelf. I can see them. They're there. They so if it you. comes up, it comes out. It doesn't scare me because right. it's there. And also, you can't tell me what I did wrong and try to hurt me with my past stuff because I've already talked about it. I've admitted it. It's out there now. Right. It's not going to bother me anymore. And right, I so, love that part So of something that. I want to, you mentioned grave emotional mental disorders. My Again, I'm just telling my experience. Yeah. I had doctors use every word with me, bipolar, uh, hypomania, manic, major dis- depressive. Mm-hmm. I even had a doctor use the S word. Schizophrenic? Yeah. Yes. That's a P, but that's okay. What's that? <laughs> is it, What's wait, that? Wait, is schizophrenic with a no, P? No, it's S. Okay. So, so, <laughs> so, um, so, so what I found was, um, you know, and I'm not faulting the doctors, what I found was in sobriety, all of that disappeared. And doctors gave me major meds. Their, for me, their plan was higher dosage, more time. And they had me cranked on so many meds because they didn't say, Glenn, you should go to AA, just get sober for a year, and then let's reanalyze you. You know, they didn't, they didn't do yeah. that. And something on meds um, is I had a sponsee, quasi-sponsee. <clears throat> I was on the phone with him, didn't sound right. I'm like, dude, what's going on? What what are you on? What's going on? He said, well, you know, I'm on Xanax. I'm like, dude, you're a Xanax addict. You're an alcoholic. What are you doing taking Xanax? He said, my doctor gave it to me. I'm like, dude, my doctor gave me 12 meds. I can go get my doctor to say anything. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, I'm not being honest. Mm-hmm. I'm not being honest with the doctor. And so um, I agree. If you need meds, you need meds. Yes. For me today, for me to put a medicine in my body, my sponsor knows about it. My doctor knows that I'm an alcoholic, and my wife knows about it. So I think if all three of them, because I used to go get stuff from my doctor and he didn't know I was an alcoholic. Well, of course he's giving me all that crap, right? So an honest program, I'm honest with every one of my doctors. My dentist knows. You know, I I get nitrous to have my, my teeth pulled. 
you know, all I got was a shot of Novocaine to have the tooth pulled. Yeah, for Pharaoh, you, know, you know what? And so, they wanted to give me like twenty narcos, you know. To, and it was yeah, like, right. and no. I didn't even know if I wanted to do one. I went home and I with the prescription, and I'm like, oh, I'm doing good now. I don't think. And then you know, after like, and so I called the pharmacy and said, could I just have three, one for you know today, yeah. and just limit myself. But also, I wanted to. That's being that's, honest. Yeah, that's and honest. and and also that is being accountable, letting my sponsor yep. or my family know about what's going on. But also another thing is, I did go through some depression, you know, and I have been diagnosed as bipolar, but you know, the drinking and the drugging can amplify that so sure. much. So when I'm not drinking or drugging, the bipolarness, it, it subsides more. But when I get into some difficult situations, I can find the, the mania and the depression coming in. And I'm not afraid to talk to a doctor and ask about, maybe I need something right now to stabilize me. Mm-hmm. And I look at it as temporary, but you know, I would never tell somebody not to see a doctor or get a medication, right. you know, it, it, because the doctor's do know, but you, of course we have to be honest with the doctor and let them know Absolutely about right. past addictions. And, so, and have a team. You know, I, and then I, not I be team. afraid. And here was the thing, okay, with the with the painkiller with my tooth, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take one. And my brain was going, ooh, this is going to feel good not having, you know. And the thing is, is that when you take it for what it needs, what yeah, you right. need it for, it won't give you that good buzz. Yeah. It's just going to take That's care exactly of the pain right. in my mouth. That's exactly and I was right. like, oh, you know. And I was like, oh, that alcoholic, that, that, that yeah. addict, addict brain in there was working. But I was great grateful for that, that I didn't get that buzz or that sense of numbness no, I, that I was and, thinking And I do of, the same know? thing. I get four pills for, for my dentist and my wife. I, I, you know, again, yeah. I think you got to be honest. I think everybody Honesty. needs to know my, my treatment team, which includes my sponsor, includes my wife, includes the doctors. Every one of my doctors knows. Every one of my doctors, I go in for a visit. The first, first question thing they ask, we say. the first, first question thing. that they ask is, "How's your sobriety?" That's oh. right. You know, yep. and then we build a treatment plan around right. that. That's or, right. And anyone knew the first thing I let them know is, "I'm a recovering drug addict, alcoholic, and I'm very adamant about what prescriptions I'm taking." That's right. You but know? it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that I should go through dental surgery without anesthesia. Right. Exactly. It doesn't you know? mean that. But right. being accountable and letting other right. people know where you're at with it, especially the doctor, is huge, and it, and it helps a lot. I was grateful that I. I did take that, that because the pain could be pretty intense. Oh, absolutely! There is a solution. There is a solution. I take take a pill every day. Now it's called a meeting. (laughs) Right, right, right. Amen. Yeah, awesome. Hey, this has been great stuff. It is good. The solution. There is a solution, and I heard a lot today. Chapter in the big book. A lot about servicehood and and accountability and honesty and willingness and. And stepping out and and um, yeah, give it give it a try. There are other Passion solutions apparently, but this one's working for me. Honesty, open mindedness, and willingness. Yeah, love it, guys. Thank love you so it. much, Thanks, you guys. Linda, thanks God for bless. jumping in. Have a Mikey, wonderful love you, day. Thanks, Linda. Enjoy. See you guys. Right. Thank you. One. Bye, guys. Right, thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.